if there's one thing I could know, you could probably never ask this, but I'd like to know what's their budget? What do they actually spend money on? Mm. Mm. And we started asking people like, would you want to know that? And everyone was like, oh yeah, well like if you could find that out, yeah, absolutely. Like I would, of course I would want to know that. No one, no one ever says that though. One of the things I've learned about him that's good for finding those moments is sometimes you come to a place in an interview and you think, huh, that's weird what they just said. Yeah. And your natural instinct sometimes is to be like, I'm not going to ask about that because I because it's weird. I don't understand it. I actually don't know if I maybe I misunderstood them. Mm. And so you skip over it. Sam has no problem looking like an idiot. And so he's always going like, wait, what? Uh, announcement coming very, very soon. I thought we were going to be able to do the announcement yesterday, but there's still some details in there. Uh, but stay tuned. Probably the best news that we've had since we launched the show. I think so. Um, so there. Yeah, just, just sure. going just gonna to put it out there. So stay tuned. Uh, I'm ready, Fonsi. Are you ready? I'm absolutely ready. Sounds good. <laughs> we see thumbs up in the back. Uh, all right, cool. Let's make this happen. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Baby, that's right. But most importantly, we are here to have a good time with you. So go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Oh, yeah, that was pretty smooth. So smooth. Good job. I practiced like 20 times. <laughs> I'm glad you did, guys. And today we have an incredible guest. We're very excited for today's yes, guest. Yes. And we're talking all about taking over the podcasting world. <laughs> oh, baby. I know. Wait, I think that, I, honestly, this is a very general headline now that I, <laughs> that I read it. I, I kind of wanted to do like a little gameplay in there with, you know, the name of his podcast too. I know, I know. But at the same time, he's so knowledgeable about the podcasting world that we can, this conversation can just go whatever. And I know it's going to be extremely valuable. I know. So keep an eye on that, on that clock, Fonzie, because you keep asking questions and then, you know, <laughs> we stay here 24 hours. So I'm just going to put that out there. But uh, tell me, do we have a sponsor today, Fonzie? Indeed, we do. Good question, good sir. And today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. Yes, we sponsor our own podcast with Content Momentum. Mm. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you need a fractional content team to help you out and produce daily consistent content we are here to help you out so slide in the dms at biz bros co on facebook i just on heard Instagram. Um, i just heard content and then this oh yeah, beautiful that sounds that's that what sounds I heard delicious too. <laughs> uh guys if you're enjoying this podcast go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform because every tuesday thursday and saturdays awesome episodes are dropping with incredible value so you mm -hmm. can move your business and life forward that is right and if today's guests help you move one step closer towards your goal please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review. Thank you. That's right. We are back with another epic guest. We connected with today's guest after sliding <laughs> in his DMs. And he's one of the responsible ones for growing one of our favorite podcasts to 2 million monthly downloads. Let's that is go. Right. Even though he hosts his own podcast, How to Take Over the World, which is an absolute gem, yes. he seems to be more of a behind-the-scenes guy. The guy in the 
the chair, the mastermind behind the madness. That's right. And he's not just the mastermind behind a $2 million, $2 million per month podcast. He's the mastermind behind Caspian Studios, a podcast as a service company specifically designed for B2B marketing teams. Conclusion. He knows what he's talking mm. about. Please welcome host of How to Take Over the World podcast, the Alexander the Great of podcasting, and possibly the best podcast producer that has ever <laughs> graced this earth, Ben, ben Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> Man, guys, I don't know what to say about that intro. That was too generous. Too generous. <laughs> Ben, ben, we, it's only fair. It's yeah, only fair. It's only fair. And you I'm have just... no idea how happy we are to have you here in the show, man. I'm not kidding. Like, how to take over the world and my first million are like the top two podcasts in our rotation. And we're like, we need to have the mastermind behind all this in the show. Yeah, we've been. Uh, well, hit... Go ahead. Sorry. Ben. I was going to say the, the warm feelings go both ways because that's the best 30 seconds of a podcast, the fir <laughs> best first 30 seconds of podcast I've ever been on. That was uh, that was incredible. I feel like a king right now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, uh, you are indeed Alexander the Great. So we're like, um, so yeah, Ben, you know, I want to I want to tell the story a little bit on like, obviously, how how I, I guess first got in touch with you. And uh, by the way, thank you for accepting the invitation, you know, but we've been massive fans of my first million uh for for a while now and then i love how they interact and then st started to like bring you in right and i'm gonna talk a little bit about the the strategy also on the content like we we love a lot of youtube stuff and it's like these characters right within like this ecosystem and then you showed up and then they put one of your episodes in there and i was mm -hmm. like what is this this is awesome so then when you came came on with your own episode uh, onto their platform, I immediately went into and checked out other episodes, and I fell in love with it with how you tell a story, right? And so maybe down the down the down the show we can talk a little bit about your your creation, your process on on how you do this. But I've never I've never read like a history book. I've never <laughs> like I I fell asleep in my history classes. And how you tell these stories and how you relate it to the day-to-day, -day, especially a little bit on, you know, that that spice in the entrepreneurship world and, like, people that want to, like, make a difference, it really attracted me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so cool. And, like, very different styles of shows, but at the same time, really, really high quality and highly engaging. So I'm like, we have to talk to this guy. And, you know, I heard that you're our first Twitter DM uh, connection, may I add, in 245 episodes. So <laughs> you got you got the crown for that. So thank you. I just wanted to ch like give a little bit of context on how we got in, in touch with you, and it's so awesome. And so thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here and excited for the conversation. Sweet. Awesome, Ben. So for those that don't know who Ben is, right, maybe they don't know a little bit about your podcast or, you know, what all those fat even though they should know at this point who the alexander the great of podcasting <laughs> is right why don't you share a little bit about your story you get to where you are right now like maybe how do you you know fall in love with with podcasting and this craft of storytelling yeah so i mean i don't know how deep you want to go but actually the story starts in a very funny place which was i actually started my career in management consulting i did that for two and a half years then did tech marketing and then I had a trainer I was working with at, uh, at the gym and he said, you have a really good voice. Have you ever thought about doing radio? And I said, nah, like, I don't think, first of all, I know that's not what I do for a living. Second of all, I don't think there's a lot of money in it. 
He goes, well, my dad works in radio. You should talk to him about it. That's what I said. Okay, whatever. And um, so I talked to his dad and um, his dad said, yeah, you have a great voice. You should consider like doing something in it if you have anything to say. By the way, I'm retiring. Do you want all my equipment? I was like, you know, I don't think I'm actually going to do this, but yeah, I'll take your equipment. So I have all, I had all this nice, like professional radio equipment sitting around. And uh, then a few years later, I'm, I'm listening to the Tim Ferriss show. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. like Tim Ferriss, mm -hmm. but I was listening to the Tim Ferriss show. And he just had a few episodes in a row where I was just like, wasn't thrilled about the guests. And I thought, well, who do I wish Tim Ferriss could interview? And I realized, oh, it's people that aren't alive. Uh, I wish he could go back in time and interview like Alexander the Great or Napoleon or Caesar or or Steve Jobs or something like that. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, I could do that. Uh, I, I could start that podcast. I, you know, I was reading a biography at the time. And so I, I thought, well, I could make that. And I realized, oh, I have this radio equipment this guy gave me. So like, <laughs> why don't I just try recording it and see how it goes? So I started it because I was doing the reading anyway, and it seemed like it'd be fun and interesting. Um, from there, uh, I got married. My wife was going to law school. I was moving across the country, so I needed a, a new job. And uh, I had started this podcast, you know, just for fun in my spare time. I sent it to a few studios and said, hey, just listen to this. If you think it's any good, let me know if you want me to work for you. And one of them got back to me and was like, hey, we actually love your show. Do you want to come work for us? Wow. So that was a company called Mission. I started working for them. And then from there, I left with one of their executives to start Caspian Studios. And then um, eventually the guys at My First Million, uh, Sam Parr, heard How to Take Over the World. And uh, he's been a big, big booster of it. They play it in their feed sometimes. And so that's how I got involved with them. Yeah, He just randomly found it in the podcasting app. So that's how I got to where I am today. That's the short version of it. That's awesome. And I love like the the coincidence in life you know <laughs> that you, you your trainer was this guy and he's like dude you got a, a nice voice right there and then all like this sort of events just folded out and it's absolutely amazing by the way the first episode that they shared about you i think it was the thomas alba edison that was so good i'm telling you i was hooked to that thing I listen. I, I think I listened to it a few times now, and I I listen to my podcast on air. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh, player, but you can take like air quotes, what they call air quotes, which is um, you press a button and then it kind of like segments like 30 seconds or one minute or two minutes, and it, it saves it on my phone, and then I can just go back and like listen to those like golden nuggets, man, and it's absolutely amazing. I was like, I've never heard such an engaging story. Like on a podcast like this, besides business wars, probably I was like, this is the level of business wars and just the way that you probably I, I was just thinking, how did this guy did the research for this thing? How long did it take him to pull the whole story together? Right. Like he is a master of his craft. And I do want to dig into that a little Hold bit on, before you before you ask a question. Oh, yeah. uh, there, there's two elements, Ben, that you said in there, like uh, that we we mentioned the show before is why not me, right? Like, I, I think sometimes we go out there into the marketplace and uh, we don't find the solution, whether that's a business or even like on content side of things, right? Like where we love like individual frameworks, like what is your own framework of creation? So the fact that you like took action and be like, let's actually jump in and do this. And then going and being proactive about the opportunity that, mm. that, that you went and got, you're like, you know, I'm actually going to go and reach out to these people and see where the opportunity le le uh, lays, lays, lies, lays, 
Yeah. yeah. English is not very good looking. I think either one okay. works. Good. Um, so I think I think those two things are, are key, right? Because we share also in our show, like people are like, how do you guys get three guests a week? I'm like, we just go ask. <laughs> so that's like that's such an easy question, right? But I, I want to highlight it because sometimes that can get like uh, shoveled under everything else. Um, so super awesome. Okay. All right, now now it's my turn to ask that question. <laughs> Before we go into like the research and all that thing that I I think is it's a must, right? For especially for people that want to produce high quality podcasts, I'm extremely curious now on your time admission because I do know of that network. You know, we've done research obviously to see what networks we would like to eventually work with, right? All this stuff, and they produce very high quality podcasts as well. So I'm curious, how was that transition for you and that learning process? Maybe what were some of the the top things that you learn with them? that now you're applying at your own Caspian Studios? Yeah, I mean, some of the things, I mean, I came in and I was just a guy reading books, speaking into a microphone, right? And so I didn't know anything about how to structure the project mm. of a podcast, right? How, how to take it from conception to completion. And more than that, like how to keep a schedule, right? How to deliver on time. Mm. I think that was probably the number one thing I learned is, um, you know, there's an art to podcast production, any kind of content production. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's also like the science of like, you need to be a professional, you know, you need to put yeah. on your hard hat and grab your lunch pail and like, you need yeah. to show up and things need to go out on time. Right. And so I learned that when, when, mm. when I was with mission. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, so for you, um, you know, that, that, that process, what did it entail? Like, what are the elements? Like, for example, for us, um, when we decided to first start something was a, a podcast called Bruce and Bros. And it was <laughs> debriefing this challenge that we were going through the time at 10 PM at night with a beer, right? With two DSLRs. And there was so much friction because we had to set up for 30 minutes in Fonzie's room. It looked like a porn set. And, <laughs> you know, Fonzie's girlfriend would walk in and we're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're shooting a podcast. And like, uh, you know, well, good thing you guys are wearing t-shirts. Like this looks like something very different. <laughs> And we recorded five episodes, right? And it, it was just a lot of friction. And we're like, oh, crap. Now we got to edit all this uh, into the video on the audio things. And then we have to distribute. And then we have to promote it. And it's just the mental challenge of going through that. Uh, what happened was after five recordings, we were like, no more. And then we spent a whole year without publishing. And then we decided to start Contains Profit, right, like right when the pandemic hit. And it changed everything because one of the things that helped us was we removed all the friction. So what we're recording right now, this is how it's going to end up. And we structure ahead of time. So uh, for us, that was like the secret recipe to, to, to produce and stay consistent. And it can get better. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But for us, the production and consistency is super important. So for you, like what are some tips or, or, or frameworks that you might recommend to somebody that it's there, it's starting a show, it's starting their own platform. How can they get the ball moving quickly? Yeah, um, so a, a few things. The first thing I would say is, um, like the great thing about podcasting is, is it's easy to do. Like mm -hmm. sometimes people overemphasize that. Like actually there are things that are hard about it. Right. But at the same time, like spinning up a prototype, getting a couple episodes mm. is, is like pretty simple and you don't need to commit your life to this right away. Right. Like it's okay to produce a couple episodes. Like you guys said, like you started things up and then like, didn't 
really like start releasing for a year or whatever like mm. if you um want if it doesn't sound right like i think more people should orient themselves towards like actually i'm gonna start 10 podcasts and then if one of them sounds really good when i yeah. when i produce it mm. i'm gonna keep producing it so like take away that fear of failure is what i would say like failure is good you want to at least be out there you want to be trying um and that was one of the things i learned also at mission and later with caspian is like not every show's a hit and guess what that's okay you know um you, yeah. you gotta still go out there and like be taking swings um because yeah. you never know what's going to connect yeah absolutely i mean we would like to don't call it failures anymore it's just learning right at the end of the day right. which each one of those samples you yeah. know yeah those steps that you might misplace you're just learning something new taking new samples and then course correcting so that is extremely important um i love the the whole thing managing the projects right uh, i think always having a plan can be a big advantage i think when we first started this we did not have a plan it was like oh, no. let's just start recording go live see where we go and then on episode 20 we're like well we don't have anything else to say what about we invite one of our good friends and we talk with him and that led to huh the people that we're bringing into the show are people that we would love to work with. Like, what an incredible tool to build relationships, to build your network, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how, for us, it became about now creating that bigger plan. Like, okay, let's do it three times a week. We're going to bring this type of guest and we're going to leverage that for, uh, for the business, right? So now I know you're in the B2B podcasting space. And you guys, I checked your site. I checked some of this uh, podcast that you guys are doing at Caspian. And they're like extremely high quality. And I'm curious, right? Because for what we've been exposed, it's, it's very difficult to grow the audience size. It's very challenging. And we have Steph Smith, right, in the, the previous episode. And she was talking about like, yes, it is very challenging, even for some businesses, like, She said, I would even discourage them to actually start a <laughs> podcast, right? So I'm curious to hear from you. What are those reasons or what are what's a good scenario that a, a business should start a podcast with? Like for what reasons should they start a podcast? Yeah. Um, look, I, I think, you know, for example, at Caspian, we had a show that was about edge computing, right? all about edge computing and it never got more than a couple thousand downloads per episode. And it was a huge success mm. because there just aren't that many people who are, who are interested in edge computing. Yeah. Like it was for hardcore technologists who are working on edge computing. I don't even like, I produce <laughs> the show. I don't even fully know what edge computing is. <laughs> like I can't explain it all to you. Right. And so that's the first thing is like, um, you have to know the scope of what you're going for. Mm. Um, and yeah. you, you have to be, and then the other thing is like, if it's a B2B podcast, you should probably either be in your target market. Like you should be trying to target people like yourself, or if not, you should talk a lot to people who are in your target market and ask them like, a, what do they want to hear? But not only what do they want to hear, but what do they want to hear that they're not, currently hearing mm. so for example one show that we produced demand gen visionaries is really interesting the whole show uh, like has been made by one question 
that we ask every time. It's because it's, it's for specifically demand gen marketers. So we went and we talked to all these demand gen marketers and we asked them, like, was the if you could know one thing mm. from, from great demand gen marketers, what would you want to know? And they were like, at first they were like, honestly, like, there is enough content out there about like demand gen marketing. Like, there's not anything else I want to hear. And then we heard we had one person go, you know, though, if there's one thing I could know, you could probably never ask this, but I'd like to know what's their budget? What do they actually spend money on? Mm -hmm. And we started asking people like, would you want to know that? And everyone was like, oh yeah, well, like if you could find that out, yeah, absolutely. Like I would, of course I would want to know that. No one, no one ever says that though. And so we made that our key focus of like, hey, well, if you come on the show, you don't have to break down every number, but we're going to ask you what your top three budget items are that you actually mm -hmm. spend money on that you would never cut. And so people come on and they share that mm. and demand gen marketers love it because uh, that's like the one thing that you never hear is like, what do you actually spend money on? What would you never cut? And so wow. I think uh, that, that's another framework we use. Yes, Ooh, that, is, that is an amazing that, question. That's very powerful. I, I'm gonna pull a re reverse <laughs> unicorn right now, Ben, and I'm gonna ask you, you know, if, if you, And I'm guessing you might actually listen to a podcast about podcasting, right? Let's say content is profit. And you, there is something that you want to know that you are not hearing. What would it be? Like, what is that question about podcasting that maybe nobody is asking? Um, what would I want to know about podcasting that I don't already hear? Um, well, I think... Um, I I think that there is a lack of content around um, how to craft good podcast narrative. Mm. Um, because most podcasters do interview style. And there's a ton of content. A lot of people have written a lot about how to be a good interviewer. Yeah, And there's a lot about how to write well. There's just not that much about how to write well specifically for podcasting like mm. how to craft a narrative yeah and that is you know I, i'm in a unique space in that i do have how to take over the world i do have a, a scripted podcast and most people aren't scripted yeah um but i think even if you're not scripted that idea of like how do i craft a narrative out of this like not just a you know not just an interview but how do i actually tell it as a story would be yeah. helpful to a lot of podcasters. Absolutely. Ooh, I love, I love that how you phrase that. And actually one of our first challenges when we started our podcast was the questionnaire normally, like what if in the middle of the conversation, we don't have anything else to add. We don't have anything else to say. Right. And we actually, so we have a, what we call the cheat sheet right here that we're looking at it right now. And you know, there's this, it's called the epiphany bridge uh framework right to tell stories i don't know if you're familiar with the uh direct response marketing world uh jo uh i think it's joseph campbell he has a hero of the thousand uh, journeys i think it is called and this framework the epiphany bridge uh framework is based on that right so we wrote those uh, questions uh, uh, in a here. good example a good example could be have you watched the movie cars Well, but I yeah. was going to dive a little bit into the framework, so I know, could you have a little bit of context. Okay, but you can you can do that in just a second. But it will be like, <laughs> if you look like behind 
like that's the structure of that movie so what happens like the episodes that happen in that movie is the journey and as soon as you start seeing it hitch is another one another good example then you're like oh my gosh all these movies are using this framework of narrative and they're like okay sweet um that's how we like saw it for the first time and we're like oh, okay that's cool so those are the questions that fancy yeah so the, the it's pretty much and i'm gonna run super fast through this but it's the backstory right then the external and internal desires of the character then the wall right what is that challenge that they face that they almost you know quit for their dream then comes the epiphany what is that one thing that they realize that they could do to achieve their dreams and then they build a plan and then it's conflict and they go back conflict and action conflict and action and then eventually they achieve what they want but with that achievement there's a transformation, right? So, for example, in the, the Cars example that my brother is sharing, uh, Lightning McQueen, I think it's... And you know, you can actually tell this better because you watched I mean, the movie like 20 times. I have a... I, <laughs> here's why. I have a two-year-old, so the movie is on repeat uh, every single day. So, at the end of the movie, right, Lightning, the, yep. the obsession is he wants to win the, the Piston Cup, right? And at the end of the movie, he had got... For those that haven't watched it, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> at the end of the movie, he has a chance to actually win it but then one of the competitors has an accident and what he does is like he pulls the brakes at the very end and then drives back and push these guys past the finish line like not him not finishing first but third but then you know it was the the great the, the great transformation from that obsession to that cop to a better racer a better person right um so it's really once we start distilling those things it's pretty awesome because it opens your eyes to new formats now i think this is probably where Fonzie wanted to go like for your uh for your how to take over the world mm -hmm. show like what's your how do you create your own narrative like you started that from from scratch so how was that process for you because in my mind when i think about that it's it feels like a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> to com be completely honest. And maybe it's because my capacity is spent in different areas of the business as well. Right. So I'm reducing friction in some areas to be able to execute on others. But for you, when you developed your, your own show and I feel like it, it, it people have to go listen to it. I will put the link right below. It, it to me was very unique. Right. And it was like, Oh, this is so cool. This is, this is so him. Like it, I, I'd never seen a show like that before. So I'm like, okay, how do you, how do you come up with that? Was like, you sat down one day and like, I'm going to do this once or have you developed it over time? Yeah. So I definitely have developed it over time. The first time I did it, I literally, I, I didn't have any framework for how to develop a story. I just kind of like read the biography and then just kind of told the story. <laughs> uh, over time I have developed a framework. I think Hero's Journey is great. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of people, sh more people should read Joseph Campbell and should implement Hero's Journey. Now, I'm a little bit constrained because I don't actually get to develop my own stories, right? I'm telling yeah. other people's stories, yeah. uh, real history. Um, and so the story is what it is. And if it doesn't follow Hero's Journey, it doesn't follow Hero's Journey yeah, per se. Uh, <laughs> obviously, they're like there's always some overlap, but it's not always Absolutely. Airtight. My main framework that I use is, uh, and I can go through a little more process of how I actually tactically do it, but, but sure. the overall framework I use is I read these biographies and as I do, there are usually four or five moments where like a light bulb goes off mm. and either I'm just reading it and I'm like, this is so cool. And I just like, can't wait to tell, like, I literally am just looking around, like, is my wife <laughs> nearby? Can I tell her this? Like, can I tell her the story? This is so cool. I want to tell someone about this. Mm. Uh, or it's an insight. I make a connection and I go, 
whoa, like this is going to change my life. Mm. I'm going to do things differently because of what I'm learning about this person. And so then I build everything around those light bulb moments mm. of I give him space to breathe uh, a little bit, but also like I then I go through, I kind of write out their whole story, but I, I'm not scared to just kind of yada 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 to like take stuff out if it's not one of those big moments right yeah like everything in between i don't want to get too detailed because i'm really just spacing it out and getting you to that big moment i can give you a few examples of that if you want but yeah absolutely. i really try and center it around those that, yeah. that, okay now now that i reverse engineer like steve jobs one i loved it uh walt disney oh so good and i'm like okay now that you mentioned it i'm reverse engineering and it makes total sense because like as you were like building that story it, in my mind I'm, I'm probably your perfect like audience member too because like you know I it's it's first is like something new but also we're in this world where we can apply these lessons right and it's like oh my gosh that makes so much sense why don't we do this and this and this uh so yeah that's one of the things I enjoy the most is that you actually do a really good job at relating that to the day-to-day -day. it's like okay how can we see that today what is a lesson that we can learn here right one of the probably the lesson that has talked the most with me has been the fact and i think you mentioned this in multiple ones is that all these successful people they are not just successful because of their their level of intelligence but it's mostly because of their levels of their energy right you're like all these successful people just like have very high levels of energy and they're like go 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 and i'm like I need to get my eight hours of sleep. <laughs> I need to go to bed early. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> well, you, you guys are on the right track because, uh, man, this is the most energy I've felt on a podcast in a long time. You guys got high energy. You, you, don't, you don't see behind the table here, but you see the bucket of caffeine that Fonzie just chugged before the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I, I love them. And, I, and I, I personally would love to dig a little bit deeper on that, right? Like that you just mentioned, like if we, if we can go a little bit deeper on you know, some examples of what you've done, because I think it could be very valuable for those people, even if they're doing interview style, I think just knowing the fact that you can have a narrative to it, it's pretty important, right? There's a reason why we always start with, tell me a little bit of your backstory, right? We want to learn where the hero, the guest is coming from. And then, yes, maybe we deviate a little bit here and there as we're, <laughs> as we're speaking, but yeah. that makes, you know, the person listening connect with them on a deeper level like oh okay cool they're they're actual humans too you know they're not this <laughs> just superstars the best producer to ever grace planet earth right that sounds like a superstar to me <laughs> i'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> so yeah i think one of the things you're making me think of is like i think sometimes with interviews you know if, if i'm using this framework of like what are the big insights sometimes people treat their interviews like uh Like they're walking a dog, okay? Like they're mm. driving cattle. Like we're just going to keep it moving and I want the whole thing moving mm. and I want it, the whole thing to be good, okay? If I have two movies, okay? One movie is good. The whole thing is good. Nothing's great, nothing's bad. The whole thing is good, okay? I show you this movie and it's good. The, the next movie I show you is actually horrible. It's awful, But in the middle of it, 30 minutes into the movie, is literally the funniest scene you have ever seen in a movie, okay? You are dying laughing. And then 
the rest of the movie is horrible again. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of those are you more likely to tell your friends about, right? You're not going to tell them about the movie that was fine the whole time. You're going to tell them about yeah. the movie that was horrible and then yeah. h- hilarious yeah. and then horrible again, right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And that's why those moments are so important. Mm. Um, and so I think people need to treat it less like they're walking their dog and more like they're a treasure hunter, right? Mm. Like it can be awkward. It's okay if you hem and you haw. It's okay if you skip over the boring stuff. Mm. And sometimes you have to ask the boring stuff because you never know where like exciting insights are going to come from. Yeah. But yeah. like you're just looking for that moment. And then when you find it, you just dig. You just dig, 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 dig. dig. Go, 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 yeah. go, go. And you just got to get them to say whatever it is that they need to say in order to, for this to be A++ content. Oh, that's so good. Okay. okay. Is this a treasure on. moment the, the, right the, here? Hold on, hold on. This is <laughs> the golden boulder moment. Okay, okay. This is so good. But the, I got the perfect example, right? So, uh, by the way, you got the title for the person uh, or the, the guest that my wife has listened the most ever. So... She, she, she thinks like, she thinks that we just talk to the wall whenever we're in this studio, right? She's like, what do you guys do? And we're like, just talk to people. And we're like, yeah. So I've, I've tried to convince her for the longest time. Hey, babe, like, do you listen to any of these shows or whatever? I'm like, I don't want to listen to you talking, man. I listen to you talking every single day. And, uh, so she's, she's, she's consumed one interview with a person that was in a high school, high school musical movie. Right. And that was a hook for her. And she's like, that's it. Out of 245 episodes, right? So today, uh, today we had to go to the bank and uh, we're in the car and I'm like, hey babe, like, do you mind if I put like this episode, um, I need to do some, some homework. I need to listen to this person before we interview him. Right. So I put one of the episodes that is not your episode, but it was somebody interviewing you, right? So I put the interview, uh, you start sharing your story, and I'm listening here, and then she turns around and is like, is this what you guys do podcast? Is this what podcasting is? This is so boring, right? And I'm not going to say the, the name of the show, whatever, right? But for her, she's like, is this it? And I'm like, I, I know, this is this is kind of painful. Let me, let me try something different. So I, I put in... Uh, the episode where you're with Sam and Sean that you guys talk about the consulting, right? The, the, the consulting episode. And we start with that and immediately the hook like grabs her, right? And she goes like, what? You can make, wait? And then she keeps listening to the story and then you tell the story about the high rise and the guy with the, with the background and the thing and the call. And she's like, oh my gosh. And then she's like, well, this sounds a lot better. And and then it's like, so like, who's the who, who's the guy that you're interviewing? Is is the, the guy with the voice? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> the guy oh with my the God. voice. Yes, this is so good. I might listen to that one. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. Finally, after 245 episodes, we got her. So uh, I just need to say thank you for that. But that explains exactly what that is, right? Like the first example was like this interview that content-wise is useful. It could be things that, but it was like very... Very flat, I guess, uh, at that point. And, you know, uh, to each their own. But maybe that was another thing that, that is attracted. And and then I put the, the my, my first meal with your story. And it was all the three of you interacting. It was a little bit more uh, action-packed. And then the story and what happened here and what we're going to do. And we have I have to ask you... Uh, How's your how's your venture there? <laughs> if like if you change those opportunities, but like he got he got her invested in a, a person that's brand new to the platforms, right? And that's part of what it what it takes to grow an audience to attract mm-hmm. new people into your thing, and it's so important. So, ah, oh, this is so good. Thank you for sharing that, and thank you for allowing me to share Katie's story because like you, you know you got a new fan by the way. <laughs> good, good. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, I mean you mentioned like that interview that uh or it wasn't an interview i guess but like sam and sean interaction on, yeah. on my first million podcast and 
you talked a little bit about that. And I think Sam and Sean, but specifically Sam, one of the things I've learned about him that's good for finding those moments is sometimes you come to a place in an interview and you think, huh, that's weird what they just said. Yeah. And your natural instinct sometimes is to be like, I'm not going to ask about that because I because it's weird. I don't understand it. I actually don't know if I maybe I misunderstood them. Mm. And so you skip over it. Sam has no problem looking like an idiot. And so <laughs> he's always going like, wait, what? What do you mean by that? And so that was a great example of that yeah, because yeah. he was like, okay, you had a consulting opportunity. I get that. That happens a lot. You were talking to a rich guy. He wanted your advice. Wait, what? He wanted to know <laughs> what Caesar would do in his circumstance. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And so like go. he digs yeah. in on that weird thing. He like hits on that. Yeah. And that's what makes it so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that That is actually a golden boulder right uh, here. Yeah. Oh. Golden boulder moment. Uh, uh, approved. Yeah. Ben, just so you know, uh, golden boulders are like golden nuggets, just bigger. way bigger yeah. and yeah. way awesomer. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You you might get out. We, we need to start sending helmets to the guests. It's like, come <laughs> that you guys keep dropping these boulders on top. You know, it has to happen. We got to protect. Yes. This is, this is absolutely amazing. And, you know, talking about... Making it not like a walk walk on the dog, but more like a treasure hunting, right? This makes me also believe on asking good questions, right? Like, what is, how can I put myself in a scenario? And you mentioned one of these, which is, mm, that's weird, right? Sam's lesson. But it's how can I put myself in a scenario to ask good questions, dig deeper, don't be afraid of judgment, right? Like, Because I feel, just like you're saying, like people are afraid of maybe offending somebody along the line, and then it's just like flatline the podcast. So I'm curious, based on your experience with this B2B podcast or, you know, crafting your own, I know you don't do interviews, but maybe you think to yourself, what would I ask to these people that I'm writing about, right? Like, how do you find those good questions that can become the golden boulders? Yeah, so I, I don't host any interview style shows, but I do a ton of, or I have, now now I do it for My First Million. I don't do a ton of like actual like production work anymore at Caspian. Um, I take more of an uh, advisory role there, but like, but I have done a ton of that, right? Of mm -hmm. prepping people and trying to get them the right questions to create interesting interviews. Um, and so... One of those is, is what I just said, like ask the thing that seems weird, ask mm -hmm. the thing that seems strange to you. Don't be afraid to sound like an idiot, to sound like someone who doesn't know anything about it, doesn't know what they're talking about. I think the other thing is like, ask the thing that you want to know, <laughs> that yeah. you feel a little bad that you want to, <laughs> that you want to know, right? Yeah. Like, um, like if you're asking about, uh, if someone's telling you like, So I went on a date with a girl I met on Tinder last night and, um, and he starts telling you a story about like the, where they went on the date. Like the appropriate thing to ask is like, um, you know, like, Oh, you're single. Like, tell me about you know, like how long have you been dating? What's your strategy to dating? I mm -hmm. guess like it depends on the podcast. Right. But like, yeah. the thing you really want to know is like, wait, 
was she hot? Like, well, how, <laughs> yeah. did you get lucky? Like, how, how did the date go? You know, like, yeah. Um, what do you eat? Like, and, you know, <laughs> and, and, like, that's the great thing about um, a podcast is like, sometimes people are going to be like, I'm not answering that. Like, I'm not telling you that, you know, and yeah. that's okay. Like yeah. ask those questions. Like, I, I think that's a good framework is like at least five to 10% of your questions, people shouldn't answer. People should be like, uh, next, I'm not answering that. <laughs> that lets you know that you're asking good questions. Yeah. Yes. I, lo I love that, man. This, that reminds me of the conversation between Sean, uh, Sean and, uh, uh, what's his name? The comedian. I forgot his name. Uh, he has a Netflix Asan, special. Yeah. Hassan. And he keeps telling all the time. He's like, man, this is, it's not like a regular podcast. It's like, it was just. I felt like we were just having a conversation, you know, over a drink or over food, whatever. And I'm like, that's how we should feel. Like, mm, at, at yeah. least we didn't want it to be like this formality of like, and today we have this person <laughs> that has won X amount of, you know, prizes. Like, no, man, let's make this fun. Let's, <laughs> let's you know, craft an intro that hopefully brings us on the guest and then... Oh, we're not drinking here, but it's like okay. Let's let's imagine we're having. No, <laughs> let's imagine we're having a conversation, you know, over over dinner with like some good friends, and I think that makes it so much more interesting. Kind of like leaning towards your personality, like who you are. Yet I feel like people are afraid of doing that, right? A little bit. Like what? What? Why do you think people are afraid of? Let me just show myself as I am, right? Yeah, I think, um, well, I think part of it is like, um, is an actual struggle to, there is a little bit of tension there in that, like Sam and Sean, every single time they hop on the mic, they're like, um, what's up, dude? Uh, hey, by the way, like I was working out and da 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 da. And every single time, me as a producer, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're gonna lose <laughs> listeners for 30 seconds because like no one wants to hear about your stupid workout. Okay, uh, like people want to hear about business ideas and people want to hear about entrepreneurship and what's happening in the news. Like you guys talk about your workout so much and no one cares. But like that is what makes the show great is that yeah. it really is just them talking about whatever they would talk about. Okay. Yeah. So like there is a little tension there, but usually you, you should default towards just like talking about whatever it is that you would talk about. Yeah. Um, I love it. But knowing that like you do have to balance it somewhat. We yeah. Have, we have a, we have a fourth guest here today. Uh, Atlas the Husky is asking me to open the door. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. The dog is like, please let me out, man. I've been here in this, uh, hot room for a while. Uh, ben, man, like this has been absolutely amazing. I know we're running a little bit out of time, but this is the question that I've been wanting to ask all day, you know. So, for those listening, uh, if you don't like the question, make sure you send me a DM and yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go at it. But, dude, like, how long does it take you to read, put together these episodes? Like, the work that goes behind your podcast, man, like, it just honestly blows my mind. And how fast do you read? Because, you know, I'm a pretty slow reader and I, and I love reading, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I cannot consume that much information like that quickly or, or what it seems to be, right? So I actually just found a hack that helps me read way faster, much, much faster, uh, which has been really cool for me. 
uh, because I was, I was, it's actually, I don't know. It's probably sped up my process 30%. It's awesome wow. hack. I'll tell you guys about it, but yeah. So I spend, man. Um, so like for Walt Disney, I read three books. One was 600, one was 300. Oof. One was, oh, how long was the third one? Uh, yeah, probably three or 400 pages. Wow. Um, <laughs> and so I probably did. And then I do some other background research, right? And kind of like learn about the time. So I probably do like 20 to 30 to 40 hours of reading. Mm. And then another like 10 to 15 hours of, well, I, I've, I've been cutting it down actually, which is great. Another five hours, let's say of scripting yeah. and then an hour of, of, narrating and now i don't do my own editing anymore but back when i was doing my own audio editing that was another couple hours so yeah. it's a lot of time that goes into each episode yeah the, the hack i'll tell you that has helped me go so fast is i had to read really slow because i'm taking notes as i go because i i have to say this stuff the, again right the light bulb like moments. Fun. I have to, yeah yeah i have to remember all this stuff and i like not just like remember it in general but like i gotta know the dates and i gotta know you know the names the actual proper names uh, and I gotta, I gotta have quotes that I want to pull that I want to say later. So I had been taking notes, which slowed me down so much to take all these notes. Mm. What I've started doing, and I actually learned this from Napoleon. Uh, so it's my like it's coming back yes. to, to help me in the podcast. Uh, is I now just hit record, and I'm recording a voice memo, and I just oh. say as I'm reading, I just say the stuff that I'm thinking. Every time I have a cool insight, I'm like, wow, this is cool. I literally just say the thing that I think is cool. <laughs> Every time I read a quote that I think is like, oh, this is awesome. I just read the quote out loud. And oh. so I have all this stuff saved uh, on like a 20 hour voice memo, right? <laughs> and then I have transcription software that I upload it into transcription software. It's descript. It's really cool. Yes. And then I can auto delete all the silences. So it takes like 20 hours of me just reading and speaking out loud, trims all the silences, it then becomes just like an hour and a half of me talking and it's all transcribed so I can just read it wow. and I have all my notes right there for me. That has sped it up so much. Wow. Oh, okay. Hold really on. Well. I know. That, hold on. Yeah. I know. That, yeah. And that one deserves That's that one That's amazing. Too. I love it. I, I, I'm, into, so cool. I'm into the whole like note taking, second brain, subtle casting. I don't know if you heard about all that stuff. So I feel like yeah. this is a, a key hack for that. Mm. Something I've, I've actually started doing it that it has been helpful for me to like read a little bit faster i i read very slow let me tell you like very very <laughs> slow um I've, i don't want to put the excuse that it's because i read in english and it's my second language <laughs> but you know i'm just gonna put it out there who knows uh but something i started doing is i downloaded this app i think it's called dream reader i'm not 100 sure but pretty much what it does is i can upload the it's kind of like uh, Whisper Sync for Audible and Kindle, which you can have the ebook and you can have the audiobook at the same time. And I can speed up the audiobook and it shows me kind of like the reference in the ebook of where it is. And it helps me comprehend and read it faster because now I'm not regressing with my eyes and all that stuff. And I think that's absolutely amazing. I, lo I love your process though with the Note app oh, and just so like good. talking to it and putting your thoughts in there and then condensing everything immediately in one platform i think is absolutely yes. genius okay we have two more two two last questions but like final reflection on this please if you're listening and you consume a ton of content 
Uh, this is probably a great way. In my head, I'm already like, I need to do this tonight because I do consume a lot of like, I don't, I don't read much. I listen, but I, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos about the things that we do, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Or another creators, right? Like we talked about Eric and Mr. Beast and mm-hmm. like their frameworks. And as we watch the videos, this method is so powerful too because the idea, the light bulb moments come not as I'm reading, but as I'm watching this video and it's, probably very useful to to do that sometimes you make fun of me but that's why i keep this thing (laughs) with me all the time uh but it's this is gonna change at least my uh content consumption slash processing slash content creation side so much ben this was like if if we have to scrap the whole interview like this this (laughs) alone was so worth it so thank you i'm gonna put that we normally ask about an action point this has to be an action point for the people listening and that are creating content Go consume whatever you're consuming and do this uh, hack that Ben just shared with us. So we're going to call it the Ben hack. The Ben uh, hack. The ben hack. Uh, <laughs> awesome. All right, Ben, last questions. I know uh, down to the end actually is one question that we have now because I just answered the other one. Uh, where would you be if you never published? Where would I be if I never published? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, I don't know, but I do know where I was before I published, right? <laughs> Which was, uh, I had done uh, tech marketing, like I said. I had joined a startup. The startup was in the process of going under and shutting down. My girlfriend had just broken up with me. I was living in my parents' basement, and I didn't know what I was doing with life. Like, mm. I truly, um, like, I just, I was not going anywhere. I just took the LSAT, which is the test to get into law school. Cause I was like, man, this all sucks. Maybe I'll just go to law school. Uh, long story short, I bombed. I did horrible. I, I'm a really good test taker. I always, I scored well on the SATs. I always score really well on tests. I did horrible. I was like so depressed. Like everything in my life was failing. And the day that I decided to start how to take over the world, my, my first podcast, everything has just been up into the right everything has been better for me and so i would say not only has it moved me in the right direction but it's helped point me in the right direction i think finding out what you want to create what you want to say what you want to talk about helps you figure out what you want to do in life and so not only does it help move you but it helps you find where you want to move to Mm. um so Mm -hmm. if i had never published then i would I don't know. I know I'd be less happy and less successful. That's all I know. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the reason we ask this question is first, hopefully it's like a little kick in the butt for that person <laughs> listening that, you know, might be debating whether they should be publishing. Uh, if they feel like they have a message inside that they want to share, right? Put it out there. Uh, and then second is honestly a little selfish, but for ourselves, we're like, man, when we hear people, you know, just like you, Ben, that have created incredible companies and have helped. You know, we didn't even we didn't even talk about <laughs> how do you go to two million downloads per month, right? Like that's gonna have to be part two. I'm just dropping that out there. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like it just it, it's motivation at the end, right? It's like we listen to your words, and you know, motivation it translates like the meaning, the exact meaning of the word. Uh, is a reason to act, right? If you take the the root words, reason to take action, right? And this is a reason to take action for us. We listen to your story. Uh, you know how it all started. 
now again your transformation right that epiphany bridge <laughs> story right how we turned you into who you are right now what you do and how you're enjoying life and you know all these great things and at the end of the day it it, it helps us move forward as well but i want to share a fun fact so on our cheat sheet as we do this interview <laughs> you probably saw us like typing something or the probably me fancy write some notes i uh we have a code with the team on when to select this light bulb funny like blooper moments to the micro assets right the code is a bunch of exclamation points next to the sentence that i wrote or the the phrase that i wrote your notes are full of exclamation points <laughs> and uh it's like and we're gonna they're gonna have a hard time choosing it's gonna be tough it's gonna be so good so i just want to say thank you man like this was such a great conversation uh thank you for for coming on to contents profit yeah. Uh, the announcements that we have to make sometime in these next couple of days are going to unite probably us a little bit more. Uh, so can't wait. I don't know if you know, we can, can talk behind cameras, but uh, dude, it was so awesome. Where yeah. can people find you? Where can people connect? Uh, where do we send them? Uh, yeah, just um, yeah, if you want to listen to How to Take Over the World, just search How to Take Over the World wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to connect with me, uh, I'm Ben Wilson Tweets on Twitter. Awesome. I don't think I'm connected with you on Twitter, so I'm about to go on and connect. You're not connecting with anybody uh, on Twitter. <laughs> ben, <laughs> one last thing I've been wanting to add the whole conversation. Have you ever been told that you look like Loki? Like Tom, Tom, what's his name? <laughs> Tom Hillstone? Tom as soon as you said, have you ever been told you look like, I knew the end of the sentence was Tom <laughs> Yes. That's awesome. Man, uh, thank so you cool. so much for everything, Ben. Anything you want to add before we head out, both of you? The, ben? I, uh, I just, I had a ton of fun. I seriously did. And not only a ton of fun, but I thought your questions were super insightful. Um, and I found... I don't know. I really enjoyed it. So thanks so much for having thanks, me. Thanks, man. It means so much. Thank you. Uh, I think that's it, man. I, I mean, I can't top that one. Yeah. Well, with it. that said, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platforms and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if Ben here helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>